God's established you. And this establishing in the scripture, you know, when the churches were established, mean, the word established means to be strengthened. You know, strengthened with might. And that you're unmovable. And so you guys are unmovable. And God's got great things in store for you. Really as everyone on it. As we stay with God. As we just practice what we're being encouraged to practice. To speak by that spirit. To walk by the spirit. Be led by the spirit of God. That's what God wants us to do. All his promises like Danny said are yes and amen in Christ. All those great and precious promises. If, if you don't feel like you're as hot as some of the people that shared already, then just do what they've been doing. And it's like when Becky first come to me, I said, well, what do you want? Like, you know, you've been here before, but what do you really want to do? What do you want? Well, I want what you got. And I said, are you willing to do what I do? And I'll teach you as God works in me. And so that's what I've done. And so when we take things seriously, when we really want to move ahead in our walk with God, we want to see the things happen. We want to see the manifestations of the blessing that are ours in Christ. Then that's what we do. We move with God and we do those things. We've got to be committed. We've got to be dedicated to God, not to a man or, a, or anyone, but to God to receive the wonderful words of life and to put them into practice where signs, miracles and wonders will follow us. And God is the one that gives the increase. We can't do nothing in and of ourselves. That's why we give all the glory to God, all the wonderful things that are happening in India and Nepal, I'm saying it's on a travel now and he's sending me through videos of thousands of people in fellowships, people coming from all over and leaders, like hundreds of leaders in one meeting and the great works of God going on. You're known by your fruit and that's the fruit of moving with God. That's the fruit of moving with God. When we move with our intellect, what we think we know is right, then nothing happens. But when we move by the inspiration of God, then the great things happen. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you want to know what faith is, I'll give you some examples of faith, of how we see people live and move and have our being, that's written in the scripture. You take Elijah for an example. <coughs> he moved with God. He was a man of God with the spirit of God upon him. And God was working in him and God was directing him and he was humble and meek and willing to follow on the direction that God was speaking to his heart, whether it was an audible voice, whether it was in his heart and mind, however God communicated to him, you know, by one of the way of the spiritual senses, because he had the spirit of God in him, whether he, like I said, whether he heard it audibly or in his heart and mind, he listened to that voice of God, he was focused with God, and when God said to him there was going to be a famine, he told him to go to the brook Cherith, and there he said, you'll be fed. When we go, where God tells us to go, we will be fed, we will be watered. And there he was fed. The ravens brought him food. He didn't know where his food was coming from because his trust was in God, because he knew God was the source of his supply. And God's got many avenues to bring you his uh, provision. So you may have a job. God may have blessed you with a job, with a skill, uh, with a career. That's just one avenue of blessing. That is not your source of supply. God is the source of your supply. And when we get that fixed in our mind, that God is the source of all of our supply, then we won't put our trust in uncertain riches or things in this world. So God is the source of your supply. And if you've got a job, praise God, it's an avenue of blessing. But God's got billions of avenues he can supply your need. He's a jealous God. He wants you to depend upon him. He wants you to look to him to supply your need. And so even if you're working, 
and you've got a job, God can still get you abundance through other avenues. So God is the source of, our, of your supply, and Elijah recognized God as the source of his supply. He stayed at that brook until it dried up. There was no water. Then God says, now you go to Sarapath, because I've worked on a woman to take care of you. He goes to Sarapath. He bumps into this woman. And obviously God was going to work in this woman to respond to Elijah, because nothing happens without the move of God, without that spirit of God moving and stirring and working. And... Uh, he said, woman, give me uh, something to drink and something to eat. And she said, well, all I got, I'm going to, this is all I got left. And I'm going to go home and cook for me and my son. And we're going to take that and then we're going to die. Basically, this is what we got left. And there's a famine going on. There's nothing else. And uh, you want me to give to you? But he said, woman, just do what I say. So she had to listen to this man of God. She knew he was a man of God. And so he said, make me a cake first. And so what did she do? She obeyed. She listened. God was working with her as well. And she made this cake. And her oil and her meal didn't run out through the whole famine. So she listened. God was directing. God had someone there to speak forth the heavenly words for that need in that moment in time of history. It happened. It was a real thing. It's not just a story. It's a testimony of the living God working through his man of God and working through his people. And when they were humble and when they were meek and they responded and acted out upon that instruction, then God was able to provide because he needs faith. He needs someone's going to believe. She couldn't physically see how that was going to happen because there was a famine. But she trusted those heavenly words that were spoken to her by Elijah and God sustained them greatly. And then there was another wonderful widow. She was a, a prophet's widow. She was a, a wife to a prophet who had died and fallen asleep. She come into trouble. She had sons. Creditors were going to come and take her sons and use them until so they worked to pay off that debt. So she went to the man of God at that time, which was Elisha. And he asked her how she was. And she, she said, all is well. She could have freaked out. Oh, my circumstances. This is what's happening. Everything's going wrong. Panic, panic. But no, she said, all is well. And then she told him what the score was. And then he gave her instruction. The man of God, by the Spirit of God, spoke the words of God. And he says, go and get all the pans, pots and pans you can get. And that little bit of oil you got, you start pouring. And so she done exactly what the man of God, Elijah, was inspired of God to say to her. She done that. And then she took it and then she poured and she kept pouring and pouring. And then she asked for some more pots. She, but their son said, we borrowed everything. So what was the instruction then? Go and sell the oil. Pay off your creditors, and with the rest, you live. And I'm sure it was abundant too. So when we listen to what's being encouraged in lifetime today, because God is still speaking today, God is working with people that are speaking for him, whoever that may be, because we've all got the Spirit of God. We can all prophesy. We can all hear the words from the living God. And so when we follow that encouragement, then we see great things happen, like Second Chronicles 2020, like Becky mentioned. Believe God, the prophet of God, the spirit of God come upon him and he spoke and he said, believe God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. If you want to prosper, you've got to believe what's being spoken forth. These heavenly words that are being given to you. And so when we receive these wonderful heavenly words with a meek, humble heart, 
and take them as the words of God, not as the words of man, but as it is in truth the word of God, which works effectually in you because you believe it. Even in the, uh, the Old Testament, it was the spoken word. They spoke by the Spirit of God. And these people believe God. God worked in Noah. It was by faith. We were talking about faith, right? I was talking about faith in the beginning, what faith is. This is what faith is, receiving these words and moving with them. Noah was told to build an ark to the saving of his soul and his house, right? And uh, he hadn't even seen rain or anything. But what happened? God worked in him. And he believed God, and it was counted righteousness for him too. And he built that ark, and God shut the door. They all got in safely with all the animals, and God saved them. So God is at work mightily in your life. God is at work mightily in my life. And he's energizing you by the Spirit of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's that liberty. And God's working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What about the woman with the issue of blood? She searched everywhere to be healed. She went everywhere to be healed. She went to all these physicians. She spent all that she had to get rid of this issue of blood. And then she must have heard about Jesus, all the people that he was healing, the people that he raised from the dead. She must have heard these testimonies come to her. And then he happened to be going past her. And uh, there was a crowd around him and she kept saying, her confession was, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she went, and she pushed her way through that crowd. She didn't even touch his body. She touched the hem of his garment. And her faith activated that power of God, that virtue that come from him was the power of God in Jesus. Her faith activated that power. And then the power was released, and she received healing. She got healed. And Jesus said, who touched me? And his disciples said, what do you mean who touched you? There's so many people around you. And then he looked behind and seen her. And she come forth and said it was her. And he said, your faith has made you whole. It's your faith that makes you whole. It's not your worries. It's not your fears. It's not your complaining. It's not your worrying. That is going to make you whole. But your faith. And God will work and energize you what to do. He's working with you all the time. He's for us. He's a loving God. He's a powerful God. He's a tender God. He sees your need and he says, guys, I am the source of your supply. I have many avenues to meet your need. And today, everything is accomplished in Christ. Jesus Christ paid the price for it all. And we want to honor God. And we want to honor our head, the Lord Jesus Christ, by walking in faith and receiving and manifesting all the promises which are yes in Christ and amen. By his stripes you were healed. You're healed right now. Receive it. Receive these words. You're healed. You are prosperous. God wants us to prosper and be in health even as our soul is prospering. It's dependent upon your soul. Your soul is your will your mind, your emotions, your intellect, everything about you. He wants you to prosper. It depends upon your soul prospering. With what? The heavenly words from God. This wonderful sound doctrine, the words that God speaks forth to your heart. This fresh breath, this manna from heaven is going to make you quicken as well, as well as that spirit of God in you. When the spirit of God and the words of God are met together, power is released. And God will direct your steps. He'll make your feet like hinds feet. He will set you upon your high places. 
And as you delight in God, practice in this way, he will give you the desires of your heart so all of us are having a successful journey through life. This should be the confession of our mouth and this should be what we believe in our heart. Just as we believe said Jesus is Lord and believed in our heart God raised him from the dead. We've got to believe what we're saying. We've got to believe what we're doing. We've got to believe God is at work. We've got to believe these words are going to work. We've got to believe that when we honour God, that he is going to multiply that seed so He is going to increase the fruits of our righteousness. He is going to cause all grace to abound towards us. You can't physically see it because it's faith. You see it here. You believe the words. God is painting that picture in your mind. He's building your understanding. He's enlightening your eyes. He's giving you that imagination. He's helping you to frame your mind with his heavenly words so that you've got the right focus where you're looking only to God, that you don't even look at the circumstances. And if circumstances arise, you know for a certainty that you're fine. Just like when Jesus was led in that boat and the waves and the winds blew and the disciples were freaking out. They woke Jesus up and he just said, what? No, where's your faith? He commanded everything to stop. And he said, where is your faith? He was always working with their faith. God is always working with your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the words from God and the words of God. So God is at work today. All we got to do is just believe. We receive it and then do the things that we can do that God is encouraging us to do. When we do these things, then we will see the manifestation of heaven in our life because we're connected. We're connected to the creators of the heaven and the earth. We've got the spirit of Christ in us. We are at his right hand, at the right hand of God. Everything is under the feet of Jesus Christ. So that means it's under your feet. Do you believe it? It comes down to believe in these words. You can't see it, but you can believe it just as you believe God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, Jesus believed God. It was for the joy set before him that he was able to endure the cross, the shame, the pain, the, the whips, the stripes, everything. He didn't physically see the joy set before him with his eyes, but he saw it in his heart and his mind through the words that were written through the prophecies, through the scriptures, and because God was working him, so for the joy set before him, he was able to endure the cross. What's our joy? What's our hope? What's our crown of rejoicing? That we are going to be in the presence of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, that God is going to send back his son at one time, but before that, we're going to be gathered together to meet the Lord face to face in the air. This is our hope. Can you physically see that? No. But you can see it in your heart and mind. You can imagine that wonderful day. We're all going to be gathered. Well, it's the same way with the promises of God. That's how we receive them. We can't physically see them, but we know it's there. We believe it. We can see it in our minds. We can give voice to it. We can call those things which are not as though they were. God is at work, guys. He's really with each and every one of us. And it does take a dedicated decision to God. Father, I will do whatever you encourage me. Where you want me to connect, I will receive those heavenly words and put them into practice. You work in me. You help me to do the things. You guide me. You lead me. And Father, I know that you are going to take care of my every need because you are the source of my supply. And as I believe you, you can get to me what I need to receive. And that's what God wants us to believe him for. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
the evidence of things not seen. We can't physically see it with our eyes. The just shall live by faith and not by sight. We're not going with our physical eyes, what we can see. Right, I don't see nothing happening yet. I don't see the laborers coming yet. Okay, but you see it here. Okay, Father, I thank you. I pray to you. You heard my prayer. And Father, it's a bigger need for you to send me the labor than it is for me to receive one. Because you want all men to be saved and come unto a knowledge of the truth. So Father, you send to me those hungry ones. Those ones that will receive these words gladly. That will come from darkness to light. That will stay with you. That will follow the encouragement you're giving. People that are going to walk with you, God, the living God. Like I'm walking, like Jesus walked. Because we're to reconcile people back to God. And all our job is to do is to encourage people. So God is looking for those people. He knows where they are as well. He's searching the hearts of the minds. Who's willing to receive these wonderful words? Who's ready to believe? Who's ready to move in faith and look to me and stop trusting in their own intellect and their own surroundings, their own friends, their own theological friends and people with great intellect and knowledge? Because it's not by intellect, guys. It's by the spirit of the living God. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. God is at work today. It just takes a willing heart to say, Father, I'll do exactly what you want me to do. And Father, I will receive the words where you've connected me. And I will practice that way and I will not deviate. And Father, you help me. You strengthen me. You work in me. And I will do these things. And as you do them, you'll start to see everything change. When you start to say with your mouth, when you start to say what God says, then you start to see everything change around you. When you do it with all of your heart, not a religious way, but energized by God, because God will also give you words to speak and to declare as you're praying, as you're desiring, as you're confessing. He'll energize in you. And it's those words that are spoken with faith that the things come to pass. So it's not that the words we speak because we know a scripture. Those words won't come to pass because it has to be mixed with faith. And God is the one that energizes that in us. So these are the wonderful things I've learned. And I've grown leaps and bounds myself because... Number one, I've stayed connected to my minister. I listen to my minister and what he's encouraging me. And I take it seriously. Every word he says I receive as the words of God. And then I go and do it. I say, Father, now you help me with this. You direct my path in this. You help me to remember these things. You bring the things to my mind that I need to remember. I'm trusting in you. You're directing my path. And you're leading me and you're guiding me. And I trust you. And I just put the things into practice. And man, lo and behold, I get the manifestation of the blessing of those things. So each of us can have this. God is not a respecter of persons. All of us can move powerfully. All of us can have laborers. All of us can run fellowships if we so desire. According to your desire, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. Jesus said to people, according to your faith, be it unto you. In other words, he's saying what you believe you're going to receive. So it works the same for fear. If we're, if we're looking at the negative side of things. So this is just very simple. God hasn't made it complicated. He really hasn't made it complicated. And we make things complicated because of our intellectual mind that tries to spiritualize the things rather than getting the spiritual things from God and then doing it. Then we get the understanding. So God is the one that enlightens the eyes 
of our understanding. He gives us that spiritual wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He's given us authority to live. He's given us this wonderful good news that when we preach it forth, it's the power of God unto salvation. People are being made whole. Uh, spiritually, when they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord, they've been made whole spiritually. And then the continuation of that is as they pursue God, as they fellowship, they're receiving these wonderful heavenly words, which is helping them to move in that new man of Christ. And God is energizing it all. And it's the body of Christ together. We are not separate entities, whether you've got a different fellowship or not. We are one body of Christ. There might be many, many organizations, but there's only one body of Christ. And that's what we preach, one body of Christ. One God, one Lord, one hope, one faith, one baptism. That's what we preach. And God is with you, and God is for you. If you receive these words that I've spoken today, and you take it to your heart, don't make it complicated. Just receive these words. And then you go to God, Father, you show me. You lead me. I want to do these things. I want to really move in power. And then he'll energize you. He'll take you on a journey that you don't want to jump off the train. You want to stay on that train. You want to stay in that fast lane. You want to stay on that jet plane. So God is with you. He loves you. And that's what I was wanted to share. I'm not going to share then again, as usual. But I got inspired through these sharings. And again, faith will also inspire faith in others. The manifestation of faith will always inspire faith in other people.